the axe of the blood god. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Axe of the Blood God, US Gamer's official RPG podcast. I'm your host, Cap Bailey. With me, as always, my lovely co-host, Nadia Oxford. Hello, hello. And as always, we talk about RPGs big and small, Western, Eastern, PC, console, doesn't matter. We love them very, very much. And this week on Axe of the Blood God, the Blood God presents, we got a bunch of news. We got a whole bunch of announcements that we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer, which we just got finished playing on the US Gamer Lunch Hour, which was a lot of fun. And of course, we're going to do comments from previous episodes where we hear what you guys have to say. We hear your voices. We hear your voices. We love you. The Blood God loves all of you. But <laughs> before we get started with that, a little bit of housekeeping. You may have noticed that another podcast appeared on the Blood God feed that is uh the u.s gamer podcast which is our newly launched podcast it's our flagship podcast both cat sorry cat <laughs> i'm talking about myself in the third person now <laughs> like elmo both nadia and myself appeared in that episode and we had lots of things to say let's see you were talking about the super nes classic we got into an argument about Mega Man. oh that's right i yeah, slept that we off were- i forgot about it we were like, I mean, it was to the point where we were like almost feuding. I mean, <laughs> God forbid. The acts of the blood god in doubt. My God, but uh, we're okay now. Uh, yes. we're, we're still friends. But, we patched it up. Uh, yeah, we were arguing about whether Ma- not Mega Man is still relevant in America. Um, spoiler alert, it's not. Spoiler alert, it is. Uh, Fortnite, <laughs> uh, Splatoon 2. Uh, I got to have a little bit of a Cat Bailey Sports Minute talk about NHL 18 beta. And of course, we did a major topic, which was, I mean, with Destiny 2 and Splatoon 2 getting some flack, we were kind of wondering, like, what do we want in a sequel? Like, what what do you have? What does a sequel have to bring to the table for people not to be like, oh, man, the sequel is way too similar to <laughs> the last time. Man, man, man. So we talked a little bit about, about that. Speaking of Destiny 2, uh, if, if you go over to the site, Katie... Uh, went and talked to some disaffected Destiny fans who are like, I am not going to go on to Destiny 2. I'm annoyed by the fact that this 10-year plan is not carrying over. Um, I played like 300 hours of this game. I got lots of stuff. This is annoying. And people are coming into the comments and going, filthy casual. Yeah, people are really passionate about Destiny, it turns out. Yeah, I played 3,000 hours, and I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, congratulations on not having a life. How many How many hours are in a year? I can't even remember. Oh, wait, 525,600 minutes. Oh, that's a, no, okay, that's minutes. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you just know that off the top of your head? No, I was just quoting Rent. 525,600 minutes. You don't remember that song? I've never seen Rent. You're not missing much. Songs are I've heard that. I've heard that it's about AIDS. Yeah, there's a lot of AIDS. yeah uh but destiny 2 is a thing that exists and people are gonna play it regardless but yeah um it does remind me of when uh world of warcraft was a thing like people who are like really hardcore about that game have like Mm -hmm. looked back on their profile and said yes the time i've spent on this game is being counted in years wow beautiful Yes, like they're going, 
yes, I've like this game tells me that I have spent literally one year of my life essentially continuously playing World of Warcraft. Wow, and I I, I remember looking at uh, Persona five and uh breath of the wild and seeing 100 hours and thinking to myself oh my goodness i am so hardcore <laughs> i am nothing apparently yeah i put like 300 hours into star trek online <laughs> nice that's pretty good i maxed out the clock in pokemon <laughs> where does it stop 99 hours uh i think pokemon coliseum might have stopped at 99 or 999 hours there's a slight difference but Just i minute. definitely maxed out the hours on that one good job yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I definitely put a lot of hours into that game. And I do not even want to know how many hours total I put into Madden because it's mm. probably sickening. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so moving on to RPG news. Uh, first piece of business, Dragon Quest Eleven has officially been announced for America. Yay! That's great. That's great. Yeah, like they're not going to keep us waiting like they did with Dragon Quest Seven, keeping us in suspense. How do you feel about this, Nadia? I, I'm happy, of course, and I really love how uh, they actually. I thought you'd it. be disappointed, you know. It's just oh, so. yeah, I'm so bummed that Dragon Quest Eleven is getting localization. Oh my god, I love how they did like a video, like uh, where they kind of show like they're packing up the slimes in the background and like you know kind of moving over to. Uh, I guess they put it in a suitcase and to indicate that they're moving to America. That's really cute. <laughs> The thing that I was confused about, is the 3DS version actually coming out here? I got the impression that both are coming. I mean, I don't know. When they say Dragon Quest Eleven, it just kind of seems to encompass the PS4 and the, the 3DS. Um, I'm hoping it's both. I want to play both. I will play both. I will even play because the Switch version. They're very different things, right? Like, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. are... Not exactly the easy, like just from a technical standpoint, they have different requirements, I would imagine, in terms of localization. Definitely. So essentially, you have two localization projects, even if technically it's the same script, which it might not be the same script. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I get the impression that like they've been working on this for almost as as long as the game has been uh, like available or known in Japan. It just kind of, they, they said like, oh yeah, we've been working on this already. So hopefully we won't have to wait too long to find out. Have you watched any of the streams for uh, DQ11? Uh, no, I, I'm the kind of person who if I can't see it in English, uh, an RPG in English, I'm, I'm a lot less interested. I'm, I'm very greedy that way. I mean, there are people who are like streaming it and then translating it on the fly. Oh, that's pretty cool. But uh, I would rather just kind of keep it for myself, you know. kind Keep of it fresh? It. Keep it fresh. And I mean, I really do hope both are coming out because the, the nice thing about Dragon Quest is that the retro games and the modern games are both very good in different ways. So I want both experiences. So you're not part of the streaming generation, the kind of people who will just like literally sit there and watch a stream of an entire game and go, yep, I had the experience that I wanted. I basically keep names in my head so that I can appear hip to kids. Oh, yeah, I know Markiplier. Yeah, he's cool. Otherwise, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I am curious to see if the 3DS version does in fact come out here. Um, I think we had all kind of assumed that the PS4 version would be the only one coming out, especially mm-hmm. given that the while the 3DS is still going, I wouldn't exactly say that it's you know going strong. It's definitely on the kind of last couple years of its life cycle. Yeah. I mean, it's been around for six years at this point, so it's had a good run. But It's had a very good run, but I think that, don't forget... Uh, Ultimate Sun and, or sorry, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming out, and I think that'll inject some life into it, plus the, uh, of course, the new 2DS, which is a great little system. I mean, 
I could see it coming out next year. Yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's this year, that's for sure. Well, if it's next year, like, who knows what else is coming out on the 3DS, if anything. So, like, we'll see. Like, uh, the 3DS has gotten a surprising amount of support this mm-hmm. year. Definitely. Um, and, in fact, I should probably write an article about this. Like, wow, 3DS sure is uh, doing well this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of surprised by that. But uh, I think everybody assumed that the Switch would just kind of take over seamlessly. But that's because we were, like, spoiled by Microsoft and Sony just going, oh, new console's out. Okay, the other previous console's dead. Yep, pretty much. And uh, Switch is, is still very hard to find, so 3DS isn't yeah. going anywhere for, until at least the supplies get to where they should be. Yes, indeed. But curious, uh, would you play it on the 3DS or the PS4? If I had to choose? Mm-hmm. If I had to choose? Oh, shit. And so that's really hard because I'm going to say PS4, but I'd be very, I'd be very upset. I'd be very cross that I couldn't play it on 3DS as well. <laughs> because PS4, I want that net, I want that like current gen experience. I want to see those graphics in, in you know HD. But I want to take it on with me when I, I want to play it in bed, you know? So but I, I think prior I would prioritize PS4. The graphics, Nadia. The graphics. You gotta have the graphics. I I'm a bit of a graphics whore right now. I sound mm. like one anyway. What? You're a graphics whore? I do no, not believe not. that. I mean, let's face it. Dra- uh, Dragon Quest games also look great on 3DS. Dragon Quest Eight looks pretty. It looks good on the 3DS. Uh, Seven looks good on 3DS. But something about those high res Dragon Quest games just really make me happy. What was the last time you were a graphics horror? Was it 1992? 1990. I would say like the late SNES period. Uh, just uh. I kind of noticed how much more vibrant and interesting graphics on the uh, SNES looked compared to the Genesis. Just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just Goku right here. SNES kid. I was totally... A- when I was in elementary school, I used to read the specs and oh. like quote them at people and be like, yeah, but the Sega Genesis only has like a couple, a few hundred colors versus the thousands for the Super Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo has like a superior sound chip. Hello, yeah. it is like the technically superior console. Therefore, it is better. Well, it, it was. <laughs> Period. End of story. It's full stop. And then the argument that would always come, well, Sega Genesis has better games. Oh, it doesn't. I, I do not. I do not agree with that. No, I, I really anymore. don't. And, you know, there, uh, SNES was the RPG system, 100%. But uh, I do regret not being able to play more Fantasy Star. I always did want to play more of that. Everybody in... When I was in school, everybody cared about Mortal Kombat. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. But, like, everybody was like, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I know. Like, Sega Genesis is the best. Yeah, Nintendo shot itself in the foot with that one. They sure did. But I... I think the last time I was really a graphics horror was maybe 2008. Like, that's the last time I remember being, like, legitimately knocked, like, knocked out by, like, graphics going, Mm -hmm. wow. Like, that is a graphical, like, experience. Um, What what game was that? Probably Call of Duty. uh, Call of Duty 4. Um, Just, like, and Bioshock. The first time that you (laughs) land in the water. That was incredible. looking up at the tower. Yeah, that was and you're good. just going, oh my god! Like this is so amazing and realistic and gorgeous, and like my this is way is beyond. My name is Ryan, and I have a question. This like, is way beyond anything that I got. I could get on the PS2, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like yeah, the I three, that. Uh, the three, the jump to HD was mm-hmm. quite the large one, I, I think. Um, yeah. And then come 
and but then come ps4 xbox one generation like games definitely look a lot better than they did a decade ago for sure but it's like i, I think it's a lot more by degrees and so yeah it's har- harder to notice and uh people I, I find that games that make more stylistic choices are more impressive than the ones that try to go for the the technical aspect of it all like look at persona 5 looks pretty much as good as it does on the ps3 as it does on the ps4 yeah exactly and I guess, like, at this point, like, I care maybe more about, like, a game's depth and, like, how much it brings to the table than, like, whether or not it's a graphical extravaganza. Definitely. Yeah, that's me. That's why I've been a little bit critical about Horizon Zero Dawn, because I think it's a pretty face that does not necessarily bring a lot to the table. But I still have to play that one. I do want to give it mm. a try. Well, you should give it a try. Um, and you can play the DLC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's coming out. Yes, there's DLC coming out at some point in the near future, but okay. Anyway, Dragon Quest Eleven coming out probably sometime next year. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Three as well, man. Yeah, like there, uh, I did see a peak fly. That's really impressive. <laughs> there it goes. Woo! Uh, other news: Persona Three and Five dancing. Yes, you has been have announced. The uh so now we get uh the persona 3 and 5 characters wearing aviator glasses much like that image uh from persona 4 dancing all night and also persona q2 Mm -hmm. so let's start with persona 3 and 5 dancing uh nadia i'm kind of surprised like a little more controversial than i was expecting uh the uh the game so i guess people are kind of saying oh why are they rehashing this and it's like well the answer is uh how long do we have to wait in between Persona games? Let's just, you know, have a little bit of... Uh... <laughs> so you can't see this, but I was doing uh, the money, the yeah. money symbol for Nadia. Yeah, 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 definitely. The, she's doing the, the finger thing means the taxes, except in this case, it means the profits. Yes. Money, money, money. money. Uh, yeah, no, they can make money off this and people will buy it because, uh, fun fact, the music in Persona 3 and 5, it's really good. Yeah. And people want to listen to it. And also they include like actual like additions to the story and such if you're willing to sit through what amounts to a pretty boring visual novel. <laughs> I think it was either you or Mike yesterday saying how they never shut up. Like there was like 10,000 lines of text in between uh, <laughs> every song. When are we going to get to the dancing stuff? I just want to play the music. It, it seems fun. Like, I, I never played... I, I only just finished 4, so I didn't get to, uh, to dancing all night. But uh, I'm definitely interested in Persona 5 dancing all, uh, moon or whatever. Whichever one it is. Dancing star night. That's it. Over on the site, um, Matt got together some reactions to the Persona 3 and 5 dancing uh, stories. Uh, on a th- on Reddit, one of the threads was the milking begins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hasn't even started, my child. I guess they weren't done milking Persona Three either. No, the idea not. that the idea that Atlas is milking its most popular franchise is typically the core of a lot of grievances. Though considering Atlas also puts in the effort to make sure each spinoff weaves into a larger, even convoluted, ever more convoluted canon, I don't necessarily see the harm. This is Matt talking, and somebody asked. Why can't they just release a Persona 3, 4, 5.2 with the gameplay, story, and characterization quality of the originals? It's how every other developer milks their IPs. Only Persona is one franchise with characters you wouldn't mind seeing continue in another game, even if the graphics in most settings are reused. I loathe how much these spinoffs water down the character and story. They aren't even the same characters, just hollow, tropey shells of what they are were. 
that's they're not wrong they're not Mm -hmm. wrong i don't think like it is a lot cutesier i suppose um and it tends to kind of strip away a lot of the stuff that made the original persona 4 like special i suppose you didn't play persona 4 dancing all night no i didn't but i'm just thinking about it okay this we've talked in the past about how persona 4 you know is not as dark as persona 5 but it still has its moments so it's like this is a game about like people being hung up on telephone poles and i guess they're dancing now okay okie dokie oh my god you did it atlas you did it two games instead of a single one a plot that will either feel like out of fanfic.net and or will screw up p3's canon it's it's beautiful i'm throwing money at my screen right now i want those remixes <laughs> i just want to dance to rivers in the desert but then there are also people who are saying that they've put like 40 hours into dancing all night. It's their first rhythm game. And now they're going to get P5 and P3 and they're super excited. So Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, there are people who are going to be happy. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get the, the dancing all night games unless they come out on the Switch. I'm not going to get uh, 3 because I, I don't know when I'll be able to get around to playing Persona 3. So I don't know if I could uh, appreciate it. But I am very interested in, in 5. Uh, although, yeah, what the hell? Why is there not a Switch release? Come on, people. That's what we're going to ask for every game now. Come on, people. Switch. I, I think in 2018, we're going to see a lot more Switch games. Uh, I think it so. takes It takes a bit for developers to kind of pivot and start like going after a system once it's proven popular. Yeah, I think even if Capcom's getting his head up its ass now, I think everyone's going to start to kind of realize, hey, the Switch isn't going anywhere. It's pretty popular. Let's, let's make some money off this thing. Yes, indeed. Um, also, Persona Q2 got announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... Did you ever play Persona Q? I did not, so I, I am interested in two because that has the characters from uh, Persona Five in it, and don't they usually cross over the, the Q games? Like Q yes. had three and four. Persona Q did, in fact, have three and four. So uh, adding the five characters in is like yeah, pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Um, it's being teased with the Persona 5 catchphrase, take your heart. So I think it's pretty evident that we're going to have everybody in there. Yeah, I love how like cute the logo was. It's like, and I said in my, in my story, oh, it wants to steal my thoughts. Or it could be just four and five characters, or three and five characters. Or it could be mm-hmm. three, four, and five characters, in which case you'll have a lot more party members. Poor Persona 1 and 2. They just kind of sit in the corner. I mean, what can I say? They're not as good. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, people are now going to kick down my door and just be like, no, Persona 1 and 2 have the best story. And you're like denying two really awesome RPGs. I am. I understand. Persona 1 and 2, they are good games mm-hmm. and everything. But they also feel a little bit dated in compared to mm-hmm. kind of the later games. And you have to really work hard to get into them. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to get play them, like they're around, like you can still play them on like Vita and that kind of thing. So yeah, I remember seeing the uh, the original game in uh, for PlayStation uh, in like the stores, and the box art, of course, as was style at the time, was lame as hell. Yes, which was the style at the which time. Was the style at the time. God, they did such a they did so wrong by by so many PlayStation games. <sighs> Persona Suikoden. Oh mm-hmm. my God, that was a disaster area. Castlevania Symphony of Night, I will never, if I live to be a thousand, I will never forgive them for that, for that jewel case art. It's literally a clip art castle. Anyway, I digress. Persona Q, if you're not familiar with it, is basically Persona meets Edrian Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you go through a a labyrinth and you like try to get deeper and deeper into the labyrinth the last game like there was a carnival or something like that and you're with the persona 4 characters and you're diving something weird happens and the next thing you know you're diving into these labyrinths and at the end of the first labyrinth you meet the persona 3 crew and they all have certain abilities certain powers um they can equip certain weapons and your goal is to build out a party that combines the persona 3 and the persona 4 characters uh, in a way that works and the only thing um that you need to know is um ah, shoot i'm spacing on the name naoto naoto yeah yeah naoto's op <laughs> overpowered it's eh? like naoto can just bring the the, the insta death spells mm. very useful and can like just take things out like once i found the optimal party i was set yeah that's one thing i noticed about the persona games versus say final fantasy is the insta death spells they usually work uh often against you <laughs> Uh, but if you are weak to, because I know the instant death spells are usually dark or light, and if you are weak to either one of those elements and they use it on you, you're dead. You're gone. There's there's no protection. The only thing is, is that I find these games to be a bit of a grind. Like they require a lot of patience to get through. Mm-hmm. Like it takes multiple excursions to get all the way through a labyrinth, um, and it can be quite uh, like because you know at a certain point you'll just run out of energy. You'll run out of it it is a dungeon writ large like you are going to eventually run out of stamina mm-hmm. and so you have to go back you have to heal up you have to like get new items like cash in your old items etc continue to gear up and then go back in and make a little more progress until eventually you get to the end yeah and i think that can be pretty like addictive when you're like in the middle of one dungeon but then you get to the like the next area and you start essentially all over and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god like i just feel exhausted in that moment right yeah. like i don't want to start going i want to turn off my system <laughs> <laughs> were you a fan of the pokemon mysterious dungeon games no i was not <laughs> i found them pretty boring actually same deal where it's just too grindy i don't know like they didn't have a lot of flair to them and it really is just this kind of battle of attrition Mm-hmm. Where you're like you're just trying to survive over a long period of time. But the Pokemon and have bandanas. Yes. Um, if anything, I like dungeons to be kind of short and sweet to the point, and but maybe hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like feature some interesting things as opposed to being like these like multi-level, multi-hour like yeah, you know. Ex- excruciating kind of uh, affairs right as opposed which to i guess that doesn't make me an old school like fan or anything like <laughs> like a lot of people would be like no i want these dungeons to take forever to beat mm-hmm. but eh, i don't know what are your thoughts nadia well i'm definitely like i'm not a huge dungeon crawler fan but i i am definitely interested in giving this a try because uh of course i like to cast persona 4 i like to cast persona 5 so this that's probably enough to kind of get me interested and see okay let's see if i'd be a big fan of etrian odyssey or not Hmm. I have you not played a Train Odyssey? I think I gave it a try, and I just like didn't really get into it. So I've always been meaning to kind of get back to that style of gameplay. I don't think you would like it because it's too dungeon and systems based. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's why I'm saying Persona at least kind of cuts it through with the characters, even if apparently they're not very deep. Persona. Yeah. No, Etrian Odyssey. Unless you play Etrian Odyssey Untold, you might like that. Those, mm-hmm. which I believe I've told you in the past. Yeah, I think you have. I know Paris. Etrian Odyssey Untold 2. That's the one you want. 
<laughs> Put it on the pile, I guess. Put it on the pile, Nadia. I'm going to give you more homework. Just like well, Katie. Summer homework. Well, summer homework is the worst. <laughs> oh my god, this this is a never-ending summer. It just keeps going. But then the <laughs> next thing I know, it's going to be in October, and I'm going to be cursing life itself, because we'll yes. be in the middle of uh, the release season. Oh, yes. All right. Um, so, Nadia, we were just over the past hour streaming the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer closed beta has three different challenges. Um, the first one is like you're fighting a whole bunch of monsters. And then one of the monsters kind of gets bigger. And then there's another mission, I believe. And you're fighting like different monsters. Like there are bombs. Yes. The, yeah. The- the second mission, if I recall, we were uh, chasing after. I forget they call those gator monster things, but we were chasing after a bunch of those. I kept on getting left behind on the truck. <laughs> I kept having to run behind you. Yes. No, <laughs> so. no, no. Like we beat, we beat the boss in the first one, the okay. first, the first level. But then, then there was a second mission. Right. Okay. That let us like continue. Yes. Um, and then we ran into a boss there, and we ended up dying. Right. Right. And then the second one was initially you're in a truck. Yes. And you're fighting, like, lots of gators and spiders and things and protecting the truck. <laughs> Escort mission. And you, like, kept being left behind all the time. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well, the truck bed was only big enough for two people, so every- for one person. So every time I tried to get on the truck, like, I just kind of not make it on there. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm really bad at point warping. Yes. Uh, Nadia, you need to hit the R1 to be I ha- able to I point warp. Hitting R- I was hitting the shit out of R1, and it just, like, kept, like, I would catch up to the truck, but then it wouldn't, like, let me climb up there. I mean, use R1 to lock on. I did. I okay. Like, well, there warp, you warp, go. warp, and I couldn't climb on. Yeah, I did see you warping along behind me um, <laughs> as I was sitting there on the truck bed. It is entirely possible that we couldn't be on it together. Yeah, yeah. They, they so kept, in the end, like, I, I got to ride like a queen, and you had to follow along. They kept John Cena and the Chocobo Man apart. <laughs> oh. Yes, we kind of determined that John Cena, who was Nadia's character and the whoever the mysterious Chocobo person was, had like some kind of illicit relationship. Mm-hmm. It was very romantic. I'm just imagining Chocobo like looking into the eyes of John Cena and John Cena looking at those dead eyes and going, <laughs> it was meant to be on Keep- fanfiction.net or archive of our own. I think it would be archive of our own because I think uh, that sort of thing is a little too freaky for fanfiction.net. I'm glad that you have opinions on this, Nadia. <laughs> Ask me about erotic fan fictions. I'll, I'll wear that as a button. Ask me about erotic fan fictions. <laughs> um, and the third one is uh, you're fighting kind of a boss. Um, you're destroyed. like, yeah, we were protecting a pylon. Or no, no, yeah. that was the second mission. We were protecting a pylon in the second mission, maybe. Yes, yes, we were protecting a pylon in the second mission, and I think we lost the pylon. Was the problem? Right. I yeah yeah something happened. I know I got kicked out of the game for for sucking. So yeah, I think. You and then the that. and then the third mission was you're fighting Naga, like there were snakes with like women's heads, and there were multiple of them, and they hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. We died. Pretty yeah, fast. it was kind of rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. So I mean, it's pretty much very similar to the regular Final Fantasy fifteen battle system. Mm-hmm. You're like point warping around. You can switch to different weapons, a la Noctis. So you have different weapons in this one instead of having like the heavy sword and the light sword and the 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 gun. 
Um, you have like kind of a shuriken kind of thing and then like a dual wielding kind of like um, Ignis's weapon. You have a regular sword and then you have like a heavy mace or something like that. Yeah, like, like a that. hammer sort of weapon. Yeah, a hammer. I did not use the hammer. I ended up using the sword most of the time. Is that what you ended up using, Nadia? I switched a little bit. Like when we were up against the Iron Giant, which I think is the boss of the first uh, mission, um, I switched to the hammer because it, I think that helped a little bit because he was an asshole. Uh, but I did use um, the daggers a lot. And uh, I like those because, yeah, that's, of course, that's like a fast attack versus like, a, of mm-hmm. course, the regular sword is a medium attack. And the sure you can, I don't know what the hell that it was. It was a thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I was kind of using it in my chocobo suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can also dress up in a chocobo suit. This game really does not take itself too seriously mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, then that's probably for the best. But um, yeah, so I ended up using the sword most of the time, too. And you you know you're it's kind of like final fantasy 15 proper in that you know you want to get behind an enemy and you want to kind of try and get blind side attacks going you want to do warp strikes Uh, a few things that are different about it um when you uh so blocking will create like a shield like an energy shield kind of thing um and if you can block at the right time you will create a chain warp or something like that um what is chain warping nadia uh, as i recall from what i can glean because they don't really i'm sure they explain it but we didn't really go and kind of go through the, the instructions but it seemed to be when i blocked or when cat would block you'd kind of get an opportunity to warp multiple times and kind of strike the enemy that way which of course also refills your mp a little bit uh and i think after that is done or even beforehand the it will like cause an, a break in the enemy's defenses so they will fall over and you can really just kind of kick them while they're down yeah, keep kicking him down. Oh, 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 <laughs> it was pretty oh. funny. There was one point in the when we we're playing, and there's like we're, there's like four of us like just beating up this one alligator, and we're just talking about soccer as it goes on. Yes, like we do. Uh, I mean, there were two other people, um, but they were AI companions because yes. Nadia and I were just playing by ourselves. Yes. So it's definitely um, if you it is a four person battle. I don't know if they're going to keep that or for after the beta or not, but you do have to have four people in your party. Uh, and whoever's not controlled by a live ca- uh, person will be filled in by the AI. Yeah, and you go to like a camp, and you're like sitting at the camp, and that is where you do the matchmaking. Um, I told Nadia that it kind of reminded me of the Q continuum continuum from Star Trek Voyager, where they're like sitting <laughs> around. Like, there's this whole bit where they go to the Q continuum. The Q, of course, are the superpowered, like godlike races from Star Trek. And, like, they're just, like, looking around and going, oh, none of these people are doing anything. They're like, well, they're all power. They're all powerful and omniscient. Like, they do not know, need to do anything. They've done everything. <laughs> like, literally all they have to do is sit in their chairs and stare off into space forever. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> Doesn't sound like the most <laughs> exciting uh, adventure. But, um, so, yeah, that's what that sounds like. Um, is a very empty, like, little hub area. But then you go into a camp, Mm -hmm. and we were seeing if we could rest. We couldn't tell what the rest, difference between resting and departing was. Yeah. We tried to select rest, and it just didn't really do anything. Nothing happened. It was like flicking a light switch doesn't do anything. We were kind of hoping that we could go into the camp sequence and, like, cook some food. But the food's all pre-cooked. Yeah, yeah, because we did win some food for uh, for our efforts. Mostly bottles of something. We got mostly like, bottles of something. We got like chops of some kind from a monster too, and that that looked delicious, frankly. Yes, delicious food. 
But uh, okay, so general thoughts. Um, I think that it is okay, but it is hard for me to kind of see why anybody would play this. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody in the Twitch chat, which, by the way, you can go watch the archive stream on twitch.tv slash usgamernet. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe and follow us because yes, every please. Tuesday and Thursday, we do the US Gamer Lunch Hour streams at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, but I digress. Um, somebody was asking, why does this exist in light of Final Fantasy XIV being around? And I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are, Nadia. Well, like I said in the Twitch chat, um, it is a little bit different. Like, it is, strange enough, and this is going to sound stupid, the mindlessness of it all is a little nice. Like, it was fun to just kind of talk to you while I wasn't having to concentrate on strategy, which is not a, really a compliment on the game, because this is not the kind of game where teamwork matters a lot. It does matter in some instances, and I'll get into that more with my article that I'm writing for you as gamer. But um, it's Final Fantasy XIV is a game where if you have a boss character, you had better have your craft together and you'd better coordinate with your teammates. That is not, so far from what I can tell from the beta, that is not this game. There's also the fact that Final Fantasy XV, um, I don't think that universe is in fourteen yet. So if you do enjoy the, the kingdom, I can't remember the name of the land that it's in, but which I do. I, I think Insomnia. Of course, oh, fuck's sake. Of course it's Insomnia. Uh if you like insomnia, and, and I do, it's, it's an interesting land. It, it, it's kind of neat. You have those enemies, you have those locales. You kind of have that interesting mix of, of fantasy and reality. Uh, and then uh, there is, as you said, Kat, it's free. Bang. There you go, right? Yeah. Um, except for they're going to totally charge you for microtransactions and that kind of thing. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, if you want your Chocobo suit 10 to 1, you have to pay for it. <laughs> and that ultimately is why this beta exists is that they or why this multiplayer exists is that they want people to kind of turn final fantasy 15 into a platform and -hmm. you know what it's working nadia Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that it's going to be the most popular thing in the world but some people are going to play it and yep and i would wager that it will end up making enough money Mm -hmm. and in the meantime like a game that i had might have put away and not thought about again many months ago, uh, barring an expansion. Like, I am still thinking about it and talking about it a year, uh, almost a year to the day of its release. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, success, right? It's keeping Final Fantasy fifteen in the public eye, however marginally. Yeah, and, and I agree with that because, I mean, we all know how uh, strained the development was for Final Fantasy fifteen. Square Enix has to make a lot of money back on this game, and so far, so good. As far as I can tell, I am looking forward to episode uh, uh, Ignis, and I think mm. I will go back and actually play those downloadable episodes eventually. Mm. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, they made me go, oh, yeah, I like Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the multiplayer, like, I think that there could be something kind of fun in starting a new character, like, building them up, getting progressively better weapons. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm getting really good at blocking at the right time and initiating the warp strikes, maybe having a party of like three other friends because co-op is golden. Yes. Although and, uh, we did have a big problem coordinating because uh, yes. they kept kicking us out to other servers and that sucked. Yeah. I really hope that the regular version has much better like matchmaking. Yes, definitely. They have to have better matchmaking because when you play together, you're looking at about 10 minutes of action and we spent, you know, 10 minutes playing, and then we'd spend, like, another 10 minutes trying to find each other again. It was stupid. 
Yeah, the way it ended up working was essentially like it randomly assigned a server. Yeah. So the two servers were like Lucis and Niflheim. And like if we weren't on that same server, we couldn't see each other. So we had, once we were on the same server, I could create a game. Uh, essentially, I could create a lobby. Yeah. Uh, with a passcode and Nadia could search for it and join. Yes. And, and that worked fine. I, that worked fine, I guess. It was kind of cumbersome. It was not an ideal way to join up, uh, group no. up for a game, but whatevs, right? And then, thank God, like, once she was in my game, um, we didn't have to wait for two people to join. Like, it assigned it us nice. two AI characters immediately, and we were able to go on our merry little way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we died. Yeah, but, so but it would fun. be nice if it had a group up function. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so definitely. that we don't have to, like, worry about, like, servers and that kind of thing. But then again, you have, like, Final Fantasy XIV has all these separate servers, and if you're not on the same server, you can't play together, and that's kind of stupid, too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how it is. Like, that's multiplayer games. I mean, that's MMOs for for you, right? Where, like, you pick a server, and mm-hmm. you get somebody to come onto your server, and servers have different identities and that kind of thing. I thought that uh, Warcraft uh, at least uh, modernized it and made it like cross-server. I could be wrong, I guess. I mean, some games have basically one server. Yeah. Like um, Star Trek Online basically Mm -hmm. has one unified server. So it really depends on which MMORPG you're playing. Final Fantasy XV, the multiplayer game, is not really an MMORPG. It's a mission-based co-op multiplayer thing that you play for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> you play yeah it you i'm can. not really getting it actually um but hey if you really mm-hmm. like final fantasy 15 go for it yeah it won't hurt you it won't kill you it won't bite you <laughs> yeah once it comes out maybe i'll like i'll give it some time and everything and see if there's mm-hmm. like a little more to it but i i think that it's just a little too shallow maybe so we'll see Okay, as always, we're going to be doing our comments from the previous episode, and uh, Rider Kicker wishes Katie good luck with the homework, and he says that they remember the world ends with you after spying it at the video game store for 20 bucks. I spent more of my DS time playing Pokemon instead, but I was really intrigued by the premise as I watched that Shibuya TV- 15 TV show around the same time. Do you guys remember it? It starts some supporting cast of the era's common writer shows, and it took place in a dark version of The Neighborhood where they had to deal with a conspiracy and Mark Musashi rambling in broken English. Who'd have thunk that that area of Shibuya would become such a pop culture trope with SMT Devil Survivor? Anyway, I thought it was a fun game, but quite daunting as I'm a one scream at a time kind of player. And the best feature was leaving the game alone for long periods of time would give you XP. Oh, it sounds kind of right. like It sounds kind of like Bravely Default, but unlike that game, you can turn off the DS and it would be fine or or better as you can save on electricity. I should pick it up again, but I'm just too busy. Um, And they were actually mentioning that the uh, Link 6616 was mentioning that the iOS port of uh, The World Ends With You is actually very good. And if you didn't gel with the two screen setup, it might work better with you. Uh, Continuing on, Jero MC. Uh, says that The World Ends With You is my favorite game on DS and one of my favorite RPGs and games of all time. The story spoke so much to me at the time, and I try to replay it as much as I can. Like was said on the pod, it was a perfect length. Didn't didn't feel too short or too long. The battle system is a bit confusing, and I did as I did, Cat, 
pressing forward and paying attention mostly on the bottom screen. The graphics are nice, and it oozes style like no game before Persona 5, which is a feat considering it's a handheld game. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was astounding, and I fell in love with it the minute I started listening to the game. It's one of the games that I delete all my data so I can play it again. <laughs> oh, nice. man, they're really into That's that dedication. game. That's dedication. That's great. And little Sprite X wants to defend Metopia. They want to defend the honor of Metopia. Defending the honor of Metopia, Metopia warrior. I want to say a couple of words to defend Metopia. It's a slight game to be sure, and Katie's criticisms mostly ring true. It has severe pacing issues and could easily have been cut in half. But it also enthralls me in a way that Tomodachi Life never did, for one simple reason. I can put me's and myself and my husband in the game <laughs> and make them fall in love with each other. Aw, that's sweet. Tomodachi Life is a good game, but notoriously doesn't allow for gay characters. Metopia, on the other hand, is queer as all get out. <laughs> There's Metopia, no romance system self. per se, but the friendship system makes your whole party seem ready to kiss one another at any moment. It's oh. hilarious and wonderful. I also love the battles. Metopia doesn't really have skits in the way Tomodachi does because the battles are the skits. It's fun to watch my me get pissed because his best friend shot him out of a tank. And then have that quarrel spill out onto the battlefield and affect everyone else involved while the player scrambles to give them timeouts before anyone dies. I'm sure I'll get bored eventually, but I've already put a lot more hours into Metopia than I ever expected to. For everyone on the fence, read Katie's excellent review and then try the demo. It gives you a few hours of playtime, which should show you whether the game is for you or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe Metopia is not that bad after all. Yeah, it's one of those games where if I had the time, I would definitely give it a try. But who the hell has the time? Um, I mean, we're kind of in a dead period right now. Like, I was just thinking recently, I was like, oh, man, maybe it like we have a little bit of time before some more games start to arrive. Uh, Maybe this is the time that I can sit down and really like finally wrap up Zelda. Well, I'm like doing Final Fantasy 12 right now. And uh, after that, I gosh, I, I downloaded Bloodborne a million years ago. I really should play that. How far are you in Final Fantasy 12 at this point? Uh, I am basically, uh, I went to the coast of some hunter village. Uh, I can't mm. remember the name of it. I'm about like, like 30 hours in or so. 30 hours in or so. Okay. Yeah. Like what was the most recent thing to happen? Um, Balthier just uh, had a talk with uh, Ash about his past a little bit. Mm. So it sounds like you're enjoying it. Yeah. Having a good time. It's, it's a good game. Um, I find the overarching story is a little bit dull, but I like the characters a lot. So that's okay. okay. All right. Uh, well, I mean, Final Fantasy XII, uh, you can totally go read our review over on the site and things like that. So that is the end of our episode for today. US Ga- Acts of the Blood God is a U.S. Gamer podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are sold. Please do us a favor. If you're enjoying the show, leave a comment yes. and talk about like why you love us. Give us a good score. That will increase our visibility on the site and will make us love you very much. <laughs> and of course, you can reach us at usgamer at usgamer.net. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. You can find Nadia on Twitter at Nadia Oxford. Um, make sure to check out the site. Bunch of good stuff on the site as usual. You can find our react. Uh, you can find reactions to the Persona news. You can find Katie's uh, discussion with Destiny players who are not ready to move on to Destiny Two. Um, we got some stuff about the new Life is Strange. Uh, 
Yeah, lots of stuff, um, actually. Oh, and we're continuing our SNES game-by-games mm-hmm. um, and also throwing in Metroid game-by-game by game reviews. We will be doing the entirety of Metroid uh, leading up to Metroid Return of Samus, and that comes courtesy of Jeremy Parrish. So check out that. Um, we're going to be updating that every Wednesday along with the new U.S. Gamer Podcast, which you should totally go subscribe to. Yes, you should. You can find it on the site. Or so you can find it on your iTunes feed, U.S. Gamer Podcast. And we will see about getting it on Stitcher and some other places in the very near future. In the meantime, we'll be back next week, as always, to talk more about RPGs and more wonderful things. Thanks for dropping by. I've been Cat Bailey and for Nadia and myself, thanks for listening. Until next time, happy adventuring. <laughs>